Welcome to another episode of Birdie's Chirp Fantasy Football Podcast, where Odd Birdie will chirp and chime in with some fantasy football tips, opinions, and what I like to call advice. Take it as you will. Maybe you'll even agree with some of my thoughts. But if you don't, that's okay too. Everybody has an opinion. We're all entitled to voice it. That's why I'm here. To voice mine. Well, unfortunately, week two was highlighted by injuries to some key fantasy football contributors, including including fantasy stars Nick Chubbs, season-ending knee injury, one of the more gruesome injuries you'll see. I had to look away, to be honest. Here's to a speedy recovery to Mr. Chubb. Saquon Barkley most likely going to miss some time. Although the Giants are saying he could play this week on a short week, Thursday night. I don't think it's going to happen myself. Joe Burrow doesn't look like he's over his calf injury. May miss a few weeks, potentially. Devontae Adams left Sunday's game with a concussion. Going to need to clear protocol this week in order to play. Same goes for Anthony Richardson, Colts QB. He will also be in doubt for week three. David Montgomery, running back. Detroit Lions dealing with a knee leg injury and may miss a couple weeks as well. So, I mean, as you can see, nothing in fantasy is a guarantee. Injuries pop up all over. And really, it comes down to luck as to who gets hurt and who doesn't throughout the season. And it may jeopardize your lineup. I mean, so may luck be on your side when it comes to injuries and your lineup in fantasy. I mean, we all have to manage accordingly. Although losing a star like Chubb for the entire season makes it tough to find an adequate replacement in your starting lineup. Kills your depth for sure. Okay, moving on to guys who did show up in your fantasy lineups in Week 2. Let's start with Daniel Jones. Jones led all QBs and fantasy points in Week 2 with 30 and a half. Nice to see B. John Robinson burst onto the fantasy scene in Week 2. He was solid in Week 1, but in Week 2, performance, 124 rushing yards, 178 total yards from scrimmage. The only thing missing was a TD, which is coming real soon. Mike Evans had another great performance to start the season in Week 2. Second week in a row with a touchdown, catching 6 of 8 targets for 171 yards and 23 fantasy points. Other receivers <coughs> excuse me, going off in Week 2 were Keenan Allen of the Chargers, T. Higgins of Cincy, and wow, Puka Nakua. I hope I pronounced that right. With another impressive performance for the Rams in Week 2. Rookie, out of nowhere. Puka has to be the number one waiver target for wide receivers in all formats at this point, if he's not already owned in your league. Last warning for that. <laughs> Also, Nico Collins, whom I had on my stardom list last week, along with Tank Dell, both in Houston, had great Week 2 performances and looked to be solid wide receiver options moving forward. I may even endorse Collins into my top 20-25 to ranks for the rest of the season as Houston's going to be in the passing game. Alright, let's get to Week 3 stardom sit-em options. We're going to start with the wide receivers. Last week, I was endorsing both Nico Collins and Mike Evans in this slot. And to be honest, 
I would go right back to the well and endorse them both again. I know Evans has what looks to be a tough matchup Monday night against the Eagles, but I could see a situation where the Bucks are trailing in the second half, leading to a pass-heavy attack and some garbage time. I will take my chances with Evans again this week, as he and Baker Mayfield seem to have found some chemistry early in the season. And Nico Collins as well, going back to that well, Collins and the Texans could find themselves in negative game script week in and week out, making for lots of potential garbage time for the Collins to cash in and in a pass-heavy offense uh, late in games. This week against Jacksonville being no exception. I like Collins again this week as well. Third on my list is Keenan Allen, LA Chargers. Allen caught 8 of 10 targets for 111 yards and 2 touchdowns this past week. And he and Justin Herbert have great chemistry. And Austin Eckler potentially out again this week. I see lots of targets coming Allen's way against my Vikings D. Still trying to sort itself out. Vikings D has looked much better this year under Brian Flores. But I still love this matchup for Allen this week. Moving to the Sidham receivers. Uh, this week, I have a potential star on my sit list in Garrett Wilson. Jets. I love Wilson as a player, but it could be a bit of a struggle against the New England D this week. Belichick always has a plan to shut down the other team's playmakers. Plus, with Zach Wilson, the now the QB for the Jets, I'm moving Garrett down my rankings a couple pegs due to the QB situation. Great player, and we'll still see, you know, have some great games throughout the season. I just don't see this week as being one of them. I am out on Wilson this week if I can find a better option. Number two on my sit on list, I've got Amari Cooper for the Browns. I mean, most of this caution around Cooper comes with Deshaun Watson looking so bad and the fact that he already has is a bit banged up. Cooper, I mean. Cooper is a no-go for me this week against the Titans. Until I see some better play from Watson and some chemistry with Cooper, it is going to be hard endorsing him most weeks. I need to see something before playing Cooper. Staying in the same game, DeAndre Hopkins for the Tennessee Titans is a no-go for me again this week against the Browns' D. The Browns' defense is for real, and I see it being like tough sledding for the Titans' offense this week. Plus, Hopkins has lost a step. I mean, let's just be frank. Calling a spade a spade. Just doesn't look the same. I'm passing on D-Hop this week. And to be honest, I feel like Hopkins is more of a depth play from your bench on the bye weeks um, at this point in his career. Definitely not an every week starter anymore. Moving to running backs. Stardom running backs for week three. I've got... First on my list, I have Brian Robinson for the Commanders. Robinson's coming off a great week, too, in which he rushed 18 times, 87 yards, and two touchdowns, along with 42 yards on two receptions. This week, he faces the Bills at home, a game in which I expect the Commanders to try and play the possession game with the running the ball and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands for as much as they can and keep him on the, on the other sideline. Washington will try to lean on their running running game and play tough defense to do that. I expect Robinson to be heavily involved. Number two on my list to start this week, I've got Kenneth Walker the third, Seattle Seahawks. If there were any fears of Zach Charbonneau eating into Walker's workload, 
those look to all be but extinguished. I mean, at least for now. Walker is leading the Seahawks rushing attack with little competition for touches at this moment. He is being deployed all three downs and getting all the red zone work. Ride the Walker train while you taught. I am starting Walker in every league that I can this week at home against the Panthers. Number three on my stardom list in the running backs, I've got uh, Kieran Williams, LA Rams. I mean, with now, Williams is now leading the Rams backfield with Cam Akers uh, being traded to the Vikings today. Uh, I mean, Akers fell out of favor with Sean McVay. Williams made the most out of his opportunity this past weekend, rushed 14 times, 52 yards, and a touchdown while adding another six receptions for another 48 yards and another score. So he had two touchdowns against <clears throat> against the Niners last weekend. Williams will make a great play again this week in as his usage in all situations, and the fact that McVay likes to get him the ball. Look for Williams to score again in Week 3 against the Bengals. On my sit list this week, I've got Damian Pierce, Houston Texans. I mean, the Texans O-line's a bit banged up. Pierce has not looked great in the first couple weeks of the season, and the Texans are finding themselves in negative game script. Uh, the reason I like the pass, pass catchers in Houston is for that same reason, is the negative game script. I mean, in the same way I'm moving Pierce down to a flex play at best right now. But, I mean, for me, this week, I'm looking for better options until Pierce can show me something to get him back in my lineup. Number two, sit him list. I've got James Conner for the Arizona Cardinals. Going up against a tough, brutal Cowboys defense. Brutal in the fact that <laughs> it's the best in the league. Brutal for Conner to go against. Probably the best in the league, for sure. I mean, they just held the Jets rushing attack to... <laughs> Merely nothing last week and have given up 89 combined yards over two weeks of action. So it's going to be tough sledding for Arizona to get any offense going this week. And Connor's going to be no exception. Connor is not an option for me this week. I'm staying away from all Arizona players at this time. And against the Dallas this week, there's no way I'm playing anybody from the Cardinals. Number three on my sit list for running backs, I've got all Bears running backs. <laughs> I mean, until the Bears offense get a bit of mojo going, it's hard to trust anyone outside of Justin Fields in your fantasy lineup. And even still, that's a bit questionable. The running back situation, I mean, it's pretty murky in Chicago. I mean, Khalil Herbert has nine rushes and rookie Roshan Johnson had six last week. Johnson has some intrigue to him for sure as he seems to getting more and more touches. Uh, he got more touches uh, compared to week one into week two. And I could see that leading in the backfield, uh, Johnson leading the Bears backfield by the end of the season. But right now, it's just not a running back room that I want any part of in my fantasy lineup anyways. Johnson might be worth a stash on your bench if you've got room, but this week you can't start any Bears running backs. Moving on to stardom quarterback options for week three. Number one on my stardom list this week, I've got my old pal, Kirk Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings. I know I had Cousins on my sit list last week, and to be honest, I was dead wrong. I mean, the Vikings lost the game, yes, but Cousins actually put up a rock-solid 28 fantasy points on the board on the road against the tough Eagles D. This week, he faces a Chargers D 
gashed the first couple weeks. In fact, they are the worst passing offense by Matrix over the first two weeks of the season. Captain Kirk and all Minnesota pass catchers are sure to feast in a favorable home matchup this weekend. Number two, stardom quarterback, Tua Tungalavaiola, Miami Dolphins. Tua has gotten off to a rock-solid start to the 23 season. He looks like the NFL, I mean, sorry, he leads the NFL with 715 passing yards and is a constant threat for a nuclear bomb to go off performance-wise with Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddell at his disposal on the outside. I mean, those two are just big plays waiting to happen. He could throw them a five-yard dart and they take it to the house for 56 and a score. It's just that they're that dynamic. The Broncos' defense presents a tough matchup on paper, but they did just allow Sam Howell to throw 299 yards and two touchdowns last week. In fact, Denver has allowed multiple passing touchdowns in each game so far to start the season. I say start Tua, despite the matchup. Number three, stardom quarterbacks this week. I've got Jared Goff, Detroit Lions. I mean, Goff had a solid week two, throwing for 323 yards and three touchdowns. One interception. On his way to just under 23 fantasy points. This week he faces Falcons defense that just allowed three touchdown passes to Jordan Love. But even more importantly, Goff is at home. Since last season, Goff has averaged more than 24 fantasy points per game at home with 275 passing yards and a couple of TDs compared to an average of just over fantasy points on the road. I like Goff this week at home in a matchup against the Falcons. That could potentially be a pretty high-scoring game, actually. Sit him this week, quarterbacks. I've got Jordan Love for the Packers, actually. I know Love has started the season with some nice fantasy numbers, but they have been a bit inflated with his high touchdown rate. He's currently throwing like an 11.5 or something like that percent touchdown. A touchdown on 11.5% of his passes. No one else in the league is higher than 8%. And just as an example, as an outlier, last year Patrick Mahomes led the league with 6.9%. So... Love's 11.5% is just not sustainable. Something's got to give for Love. And it points down, not up. Love draws the Saints D this week, who've allowed just 351 passing yards and one score, three interceptions in total all season in two games. I'm not starting Love this week. Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, week three. I'm expecting Wilson to struggle in Miami. Dolphins defense coordinator Vic Fangio gets sort of what you would call a revenge game against his former team, well, which will fire him up, the ex-head coach of the Broncos. And Miami has allowed just two passing touchdowns against Justin Herbert and Mac Jones, despite facing like 75 or something pass attempts on the season. I would say only start Wilson in Superflex and two quarterback leagues in Week 3. Also on my sit list this week, I've got Ryan Tannehill from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tannehill has showed some life, a little bit of life in Week 2 against the Chargers with 23 fantasy points, but it's the Chargers. I mean, he did that kind of game after scoring like 2.4 in Week 1 against uh, the Saints, who I was just talking about. Tough Saints defense, I mean. 
He's back on the road this week. And the Browns, very, very formidable D themselves, have been great so far against Joe Burrow and Kenny Pickett, holding them to a combined like 300 passing yards, one touchdown, and a pick. The Titans' offensive line should be tested in this one, and Tannehill could be running early and often, and uh, I would avoid Tannehill in all formats this week. Stardom, tight end. Again, I only pick one stardom and sit him for tight ends just because the position is so thin. It's becoming a little bit deeper. I mean, there's some rookies that have shown some solid upside so far this season, uh, and one of them is on my stardom this week, this week in Sam Laporta, Detroit Lions. I mean, Laporta was tight end eight in fantasy week one and followed that up with a repeat performance, fantasy tight end eight again in week two. He played over 80% of the snaps and has seen five-plus targets in each game. He's clearly mainstay in the Lions offense and should earn more volume as the season progresses and as Jared Groff earns more trust in him. The Falcons allowed Panthers tight end uh, Hayden Hurst to score a touchdown and log around 15 fantasy points in Week 1. I'm rolling with Laporta this week and probably the rest of the season in the top 10, to be honest. Sit'em list. This one is hard to pronounce, but I'm going to give it a go. Chigwazin Okwongo. Tennessee Titans. I probably butchered that name. I'm sorry, Chig. Chizzy. Whatever you would like to be called, my friend. Second. Uh, he has scored his sec- fan- first fantasy points in week two. Week one put up a big fat zero. But he still just has like four catches and 35 yards and six targets in two weeks. Uh, to make matters worse, he's got a matchup against a very tough, tough opponent in week two. Browns defense for real. Plus, Chig has been the fourth option on a team that likes to run in the passing game. So the Browns have been very stingy against tight ends, allowing a league low like 19 yards to the position, holding Pat Firemouth to like two yards last week. Get away from Okongo this week. And in fact, you can probably drop him at this point. It's someone that I would be looking for Maybe like the rookies that I was just referring to earlier, Dalton Kincaid or maybe Luke Musgrave in Green Bay, Kincaid being in Buffalo. Um, If they're available, I would probably snooch one of those up and uh, get them in your lineup at this point. There's more upside than what uh, Okwongo is going to give you at this point. Those guys look to be getting trusted early in the season. And if they aren't already snatched up in your leagues, I'd be looking that way. Well... That's a wrap for this episode of Stardom Sit'em Options for Week 3. I hope you found this to be informative and or entertaining. Maybe you even got something out of it. Join me again soon for upcoming episodes to discuss this fantasy football 2023 fantasy football season. Best of luck in all your matchups this weekend, everyone. Thanks again for listening to Birdie's Chirp Fantasy Football Podcast. Over and out, your pal Birdie.